0: Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, my name is Brian, and uh, Mitch, way to go. Thank you. Small gifts are God's great gifts, and uh, we are all appreciative that you have clean underwear. Yeah, that's all. That, that is a great gift for all of us. Yes. Um, hey, I want to just share a few things, uh, uh, a little bit. We're going to talk about prayer in just a minute, but I want to share the story of, of one of the reasons why we're here tonight. Okay. God uses lots of things, and God has used lots of of things to bring you here tonight. But um, the story goes back a few years. About five years ago, there was um, a stirring in the heart of a a few people here in Waverly. Um, They were passionate about wanting to reach their neighbors for Jesus, and they didn't know what to do with that. And about six months later, they went to a service, and they went to the leadership of of our, our church at Orchard, And said, you know, we'd really like to, we're we're wanting to reach our neighbors. Is there something that could happen? Could we actually do something in Waverly together? And so for the next uh, 18 months or so, they met together and started praying. They just were simply praying about what would God have us do? and, And we're praying about the possibility of something happening here in Waverly. And then about three years ago, I came on staff with Orchard and started meeting with this group and said, hey, what if we started a service here in, in Waverly? And they were, they were so excited, they were ready to go, and we began making plans. And part of our time, and I know part of the time that they were praying, they were praying about, can we have an influence at WorkWork? Can we influence the students there? We know we want to be a blessing to them. We want to serve them well. And so You begin to think about that. I'm absolutely convinced that God's good work often flows through prayer. And it doesn't really have anything to do with us as much as it is, I think, in that prayer, God aligns our hearts with what he wants to do in the world. And as we pray, we kind of learn about God and that already kind of work that he's doing around us and the people around us. And so I know that we at BASIC use this blessed model that we want to begin with prayer. And so I want to talk a little bit about um, prayer and and to begin with prayer, I think we need to know that Jesus is one who prayed for us. But let me just ask you this question, okay? Do you ever remember uh, a time when someone actually prayed for you? Maybe even prayed for you out loud. Okay. Or maybe held hands or placed a hand on you and prayed for you. I don't know if you've ever had that experience or not. I know that that's something that, that I've done. In fact, recently um, I was with a friend. It was um, a time in which uh, I was outside going into a shop, into a, the store, and I ran into a friend and we got into this really deep conversation. And uh, he and I had... We were just like all of a sudden talking about life and ministry and there was a lot going on for him and there was a lot going on for me and, and we just paused right there and uh, he said, hey, why don't we pray? And I'm like, cool, let's do it. And so I prayed for him and then he prayed for me and it was amazing. There was something that was really beautiful. I felt like listened to, I felt cared for, I felt like someone kind of got what I was going, what was going on for me. And it was a really powerful moment in that, in that moment to be prayed for. And then, uh, so I prayed for him, and, um, and it was just this special time. Now, uh, it, was, it was amazing to me to, to think about that and how well I felt listened to and cared for. But let me ask you a second question, okay? Do you know someone who would pray for you? Or do you have a list of people who you know would pray for you? like a grandparent or a parent or maybe a friend. Yeah, you got, got that list in your mind, thinking about that? They probably do that because they care for you, they love you, they, they really want something for you. Now on that list, did you include Jesus on the list? Of one who would pray for you? I this often blows people away. In fact, I have to remind myself of this often, but, but these are three verses in, in the Bible that speak about how Jesus prays for us. Um, it says in Hebrews 7, 24 and 25, but because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. In Romans eight thirty four, it says, it is it God who justifies? Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Now that's an amazing picture. You think about it. Jesus didn't just go to heaven to uh, sit on some clouds and play a harp. He actually is doing something. And he's saying, that one's mine. She's mine. He's mine. They're mine. And I'm interceding, and interceding before the Father on our behalf so that we could experience the fullness of, of our salvation so we can be assured that we will be with him if we trust in him in fact in in first john 2 verse 1 he says my dear, dear children i write this to you so you will not sin but if anybody does sin we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous one we have an advocate one who's advocating on our behalf that's an amazing thing to think about good things often flow Uh, through prayer, the good work of God. Now, here's an amazing thing from John chapter 17. Jesus is on the way to the cross. He's spending his last few moments with his disciples in a room kind of like this. And he ends up washing their feet. They have what we know as Passover or communion. And then he gives them lots of instruction, but at the end of this time, He prays this amazing prayer in John chapter 17. And he actually prays not just for those followers of his right then, but I think he prays something ahead. He prays something for us, for those who would trust him, those who would choose to follow him. He prays these amazing things. Why? Because he cares for you. Why? Because he loves you. Why? Because he wants good things for you. And so what are those good things? I want to just share a few of those things tonight. The first thing he prays for is their protection. In verse 11, if you want to find it, it says, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. And then in verse 15, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, that is, my followers, but that you protect them from the evil one. That you protect them. Now, that's a really powerful thing, especially to me as a dad of young adults like you, okay? I have a daughter who lives in Salt Lake City. She's uh, 24. She's working at a university. And I have a son in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He's a senior at Calvin College. I have another daughter who's a sophomore at Northwestern College and a son who's a senior in high school, okay? So I kind of uh, am in... I understand a little bit your world. But as a dad, I got a call a few weeks ago from my daughter in Salt Lake City. It's one of those calls you don't want to get. Hey, Dad, I've been in an accident. I'm like, oh, you know, okay, you're talking to me, so you must be okay. Yeah, in fact, the the car was totaled. And uh, this is the third car in six months, friends. It was like, oh, just sucking my wallet, just going down on my, you know, it's like crazy. First one was uh, not her fault, the second one was a bad car, and the third one was her fault. But you think about that, I'm going, man, I need to pray for her. I, I We pray for her protection all the time. I pray for my kids. I pray for them, that they would be safe. Just a simple prayer. And I think Jesus is praying for th- his followers, that they would be saved physically, but also spiritually. Protect them from the evil one. Isn't that an amazing thing for him to pray? He prays that for all of us, for those who would trust him. He said, pray, I, I want to protect them. Here's another thing he prays, okay? In verse 15 he says, or 13, he says, I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world, so that they may have full measure of my joy within them he prays that we would have his joy in us now what is his joy okay it's not not about circumstances because you recognize he's about to go to the cross he's the last time with his disciples before he goes to the cross it has something more than just circumstance. He wants something for us. What, what is it that he wants for us? It's this feeling of inner gladness or delight or contentment. It's a deep contentment, I'm convinced, in God. In fact, there's a, a writer by the name of Oswald Chambers. He says this about it. Listen to what he has to say. What was the joy that Jesus had? Joy should not be confused with happiness. In fact, it is an insult to Jesus Christ to use the word happiness in connection with him. The joy of Jesus was his absolute self-surrender and self-sacrifice to the Father. The joy of doing that which the Father sent him to do. Who for the joy set before him went to the cross. That's what Hebrews 12 says. We are to fix our eyes on Jesus, who for the joy before him, went to the cross. His joy was his desire to to give you life, to die on your behalf. His joy was to serve you, to love you, to self-surrender, self-sacrifice. And he wants us to know that kind of joy, that we would live that kind of life. That's an amazing thing to pray. Then he goes on to say this. He prays, not only for our joy, His joy in us, He prays for us to have a purpose. prays for us to have a purpose. In verse uh, 17, let me read, it says, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. So sanctify them. Sanctify them literally means set them apart for God's good purpose. Set them apart. In fact, he says, set them apart, and then I'm going to send them back into the world to be used for my good pleasure, for God's good purposes. He, he prayed for you to have purpose and meaning. Now, in my, my life and my journey, that was, that was hugely important, especially when I was your age. I wanted my life to count for something. And I can remember having this angst about, what am I going to do in my life? What am I going to, what am I going to go pursue? And I, I wanted this sense of purpose and meaning. And I remember sitting in a, in a group kind of like this, listening to a talk by Tony Campolo. I don't know if that, that's a guy that you've ever heard of. Some of the maybe people in the back have ever heard of him. He's a professor out at Eastern, Uni- Eastern College in Pen- uh, Pennsylvania. And he talks to young adults. But he, his whole thing was this. You can make a difference. God wants to give you a plan, and a purpose. And he wants you to use your life for his glory. And that just hit me in such a, like, wow. It literally changed my life. I, de- I decided to pursue this whole God thing because I-, I knew that he was going to lead me in this path of meaning and purpose. And if I chose to pursue the things of God, he would lead me in a way that my life would have meaning. Jesus actually praised that for us. That you would have a purpose sanctify them and then send them into the world to be my my tools my vessels sanctify them by your truth and then he prays this prayer so prays for our protection he prays for our joy he prays for our purpose he also prays that we would be one my prayer is not for them alone i pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. That's a powerful prayer. You know what he's saying? He's like saying, what I want them to experience is the kind of fellowship that I have with the Father. And he's praying to the Father. He's saying, God, would you help them to be one, to be in union like you and I are in union? Now, describe the the Trinity, friends. The relationship of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's It's a mysterious thing. But Jesus actually prays that you could have that kind of fellowship with Him. That you could be One with him, union, in union with him. And as we are together in union with Jesus, as we do that together, the world takes notice. It's like the world was against him and brought him to the cross, but as they became one and unified in Jesus, it's amazing the followers of Jesus turned the world upside down. So there is something powerful when a Riverwood church and an Orchard Hill church and a Naz Lutheran church can come together and be unified in Jesus and love Jesus because then it seems like the world takes notice. When you, who are, you know, from all kinds of different backgrounds and we come together and say, you know what, we're going to follow Jesus, Jesus is praying that we would be one, that we would be unified in union with him. It's a powerful thing. And I know it's a goal of basic to bring together the body of Christ, to be joined in Jesus. And then he prays this last thing. Let me just share this. That we may be where he and the Father are. Verse 24, Father, I want those you have given me to be where I am. To see my glory and the glory you have given me because you love me before the creation of the world. It's like he's going to the Father. He knows what's about to happen. He's going to go to the cross, and he prays. He said, I want them to know me, and I want them to experience life with me. I want them to know salvation. I want them to know eternal life with me, and to see my glory, the glory that I had before the creation of the world. It's like going on vacation and have this amazing experience, saying, man, I wish wish my friends could see this. And he's saying, I want them to come be with me. You remember when, when Jesus was saying, yeah, I'm going to have to go and, and I'm going to go be with the Father? One of the disciples, well, how will we know where to go? Jesus said, well, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. In other words, trust in me. Just follow me. I want them to be where we are, Father. He prays that prayer. It's amazing how good things can follow prayer. The good work of God can follow prayer. It's like because, it's like he's aligning his work and he wants us to know something. Maybe God wants to do some of this work in you. So as I close, I'm wondering tonight if you could do something, if you could pray any of these prayers, or you see these, these kinds of prayers that Jesus prayed for you in advance, what would you say, man, I wish I could have more of his protection right now, I feel under attack, or wow, what would it be like to know his joy, or what would it be like to be living life on purpose, with meaning and direction, Maybe you need that. Or maybe you need to know that he loves you and he wants you to be with him where he is for all of eternity. So I want, I want you to take time just to pray and say, God, I know Jesus prayed this and he desires this for me. Can you fulfill this in my life? Is there an area in that you would fulfill this in me? This is the desire of his heart. Can it become your desire? And would you express that? Okay? So I want to lead us. And then I'm, after a little while, I want to redirect our prayer. Okay? But let's take some time. Let's, let's pray. And just take time to be quiet and be with Jesus. Okay? Lord, these are all good uh, gifts that you desire for us, that you really long for us to have, to know, to know your protection, to know your joy, to know your purpose, to know, uh, to know what it means to be in relationship with you. Lord, as we pray these simple prayers, we pray that you would fulfill those things in us. And I just pray for this group of students. But I also pray right now, God, that we would shift our attention just a little bit away from ourselves and think about um, someone in our own lives that we could maybe pray one of these prayers for them. Lord, as we think about this blessed model, this idea that that, uh, good things happen Uh, as we begin with prayer maybe we it would be good for us to talk to you about our friends and our neighbors before we talk to them about you and so help us lord um, to understand more what they need And, and god we just lift them up to you now